0: this is getting out of hand now there are two of them where's your innovation huh sequels suck
1: do the same thing everyone's happy it's all about the money boys
0: here we go again
1: combat carl never gives up
0: combat carl finds a way hey guys welcome back to the special mini show to franchise fatigue this is a show where we talk about film series one movie at a time uh i'm your host gabe green and as always i'm here with my co-host james
1: hammer what's up dude not that much. Excited to talk about these.
0: This is the first time I've seen them. Yeah. So we are finally complete. Finished with the MCU, and uh, before we uh, start a new series, we have a lot of catch up uh, to do with various various uh, installments of previously covered film series that have come out since in the last six six and a half months or whatever. So we're going back to the Toy the Toy Story series, since uh, Toy Story four come out came out, uh, but. Then I realized that we forgot to talk about uh, the two Toy Story TV specials that they released, uh, Toy Story of Terror and Toy Story That Time Forgot. So before we get to uh, Toy Story 4, we're going to talk about, we're going to release uh, two minisodes, uh, one on each of the specials, and this one will be on uh, Toy Story of Terror. But before we get to that, I want to ask you guys uh, if you enjoy the show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. we um, would be very much appreciated. Help you find us, and we would love you, love and enjoy you forever. So to get to some brief behind-the-scenes stuff on the on the first short uh, Toy Story of Terror. Uh, following Toy Story 3, uh, Pixar continued telling stories about the toys in their new home with Bonnie in a series of shorts called Toy Story Tunes. Uh, they made three of them between uh, 2011 and 2012. And then at some point, I couldn't—I didn't find any exact details on it, but at some point they partnered with ABC uh, to produce a half-hour TV special with the Toy Story cast. Um, it's kind of funny... It's kind of coming full circle because going way back into the early 90s the original concept for Toy Story was going to be a Christmas special starring Tinny from their short Tin Toy and then that slowly evolved into what uh, became Toy Story so it's all coming full circle Angus McLean, who had written and directed the Toy Story tune Small Fry uh, was brought on to write and direct the project Uh, he has a very long history with Pixar as an animator and storyboard artist going all the way back to Jerry's Game and a Bug's Life. Um, His first Directing credit was the Wally Short Bernie, uh, and he has since gone on to co-direct Finding Dory with uh, also with Andrew Stanton. And with this project, uh, Leon Crinch, the director of Toy Story Three, and um, Andrew Stanton of Wally and Finding Nemo, they helped oversee the project because you know they've they've also been shepherds of the Toy Story
1: series. And as for the cast, uh, the main cast of the Toy Story series all returned to voice their respective characters. Um, it was actually uh, the special and not Toy Story Four that introduced us to Combat Carl, voiced by Carl Weathers. Um, there's actually a lot of other um, fairly familiar names among the cast as well, including Kate McKinnon as the Pez Cat, Peter Stone as Transition or Transatron, um, Stephen Tobolowski as Ron the Manager, Angus McLean, uh, and Toy Story Four director Josh Cooley as the police officers, uh, and finally. Uh, person who's a favorite of both of us D Bradley Baker um gives voice to the fearsome monster Mr Jones
0: I love Mr Jones and there was actually one live action element in in this uh special uh, the scene of the bat in the graveyard before it transforms into Dracula is actually a real rubber rubber uh, toy bat that was filmed against the green screen and then insert it into the the uh, CGI shot because it, said it would just be too expensive and time consuming to try and replicate the, the movement of a rubber bat. So they just shot a real one. Uh, Randy Newman, who scored all the Toy Story films, uh, did not score the special. Instead, they brought in uh, the other Pixar stalwart, Michael Giacchino, or Michael Giacchino.
1: Actually. I say Giacchino. It's,
0: it, it's Giacchino, actually, but uh, it's Giacchino? Yeah, that's what I. That's what he says. If, for what you know, what does he know? Well, what does he know? Uh, Uh, on the choice to go with him uh, McLean said Toy Story of Terror represents a mashing of genres I felt like Michael would get that not that Randy wouldn't but there's just something about the different tones of this special it's different than the Toy Story features it's smaller it's a smaller weirder movie and I actually I kind of missed Randy Newman's sound I I actually listened to the soundtrack and uh, Randy Newman is just so synonymous with what Pixar was in those early years and you know especially the Toy Story series like I t- kind of wish we could have had him in here.
1: Yeah, there's just, I mean, whenever we first went over the, the trilogy, uh, I hadn't seen the original in forever. And as soon as that music plays, you know, it just immediately takes you back because of how integral it is with, with those. Like just a couple notes bring back enormous amounts of memories. And Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm really bummed that we weren't talking about film scores back then because I, oh, yeah. I have so much Good love for we, we would have
1: raved about it. <laughs>
0: um, so the special eventually aired on ABC on October 16th, 2013, which would be roughly three years after Toy Story 3. Right off the bat, before we actually talk about the special, I find it interesting that it seems like the general audience really viewed Toy Story 3 as the end. And when, when Toy Story 4 was announced, like, oh, my gosh, they're going to ruin it. That was such a great ending. But it, it seems like Pixar never really viewed it that way. Because as soon as you know, Toy Story four happened, three happened. They just kind of continued the story with Bonnie. The three, the three Toy Story tunes are all about Bonnie, and then you had these two specials, you know, Life with Bonnie. Like it seemed like for them, the story, it, Toy Story three wasn't so much of an ending as just you know a stepping off point to a, a kind of a new lease on lease on life for these characters. Which is, I think, it's just kind of interesting how the audience views it versus how the creators view it.
1: Yeah, and you know, it it'd be one thing to write these off. Um, if it were like, if the, the animation wasn't there or if they had to get different voice actors, but because it just, it looks like toy story and and it sounds like toy story, you know, it's, it's, it very much feels like Pixar is fully embracing these as like canonical entries and, you know, just as big a deals.
0: Yeah. And they gave us the second greatest character in Pixar history, combat Carl. So of course it's canonical. So James, this was like, I saw these way you know way back when they first came out on DVD, uh, but this
1: was your first time viewing it. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it. Um, I it, I mean, first of all, it could probably be bad, and I'd still find some level of enjoyment just because of how much I like the characters and the world, and just the the feel of um, Pixar specifically, like the Toy Story series. Um, so it was just it was cool being back. I think my only disappointment is I wish they leaned more into the of terror part because I feel like that goes away. It's it's not exactly a a defining part of the the short. I feel like as soon as they like get out from under the the bottom of the house, but uh but I still found it to be like enjoyable and fun to watch. And, you know, the characters still feel like the characters that you know. So so long as you like the these these toys, then you're gonna have some level of enjoyment with it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Not just completely start negative off the bat, but that that also was kind of my big issue. Um, where I think that you have like right in the middle, the first half is you know very much that commentary and and uh, parodying of all the classic horror tropes. You even have Mister Pricklepants kind of, you know, like a like a you know aged film professor just laying down all the various tropes and telling you what, exactly what's going to happen and then basically the halfway point where they're captured by Mr. Jones it turns into pretty much toy story 2 and yep all of the horror is just gone it's it's an, it, 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 like it's it's a toy story and it's good really well done funny you know heartfelt toy story but for a, a short that you know this a halloween special that was was completely riding on being a horror you know a horror spoof it just vanishes. It's a really odd choice.
1: Yeah. It, uh, so I mean the the obvious highlight is uh, Combat Carl <laughs> uh, and Combat Carl Jr. There's Oh I, I, felt, I felt so sad when his his third third attempt <laughs> didn't work out. Like just the as he's reaching and, paper wait, clips on like, the floor. Oh get it uh. So, like that was a fun because ca- you know me having not seen Toy Story four. I guess this, this would be the same for anybody else who had seen this. This is this is the introduction. Uh, <laughs> it's just he's just a funny character. And it's interesting that
0: I think to- Toy Story four actually does. You have you haven't seen it, but it, it does a lot better. It there's a lot of horror elements in Toy Story four that I think are even scarier than they are in here. That said, I think there are quite a few genuinely creepy moments in here um i think it would have been better if you did they didn't have uh purple pants commenting i feel like he kind of removes the tension by acknowledging it i, I kind of wish they played it a bit straighter i mean i guess it's kind of hard because it's toy story it's fun it's you know it's a essentially a kids animated special but if you're gonna do it too horror. i kind of wish they would whole hog on it
1: yeah and i i feel like the uh the and then this happens and then it happens like it's kind of gotten a bit stale and not super funny. Uh, because I like I just I like listening to Timothy Dalton say anything. <laughs> He's got an incredible voice, uh, but I do agree. I wish that he wasn't just quite as as loud, not loud uh, in terms of, of volume, but it's just like any sense of atmosphere. I guess is gone because it's like and then this happens which is why i liked whenever he uh he fa- falls through the hole in the ground and then like right before he says the his next thing um yeah cuz
0: once he disappears it actually gets genuinely scary and speaking of dalton like i i recently just just recently watched the two dalton bomb films for the first time and it was i i love his take on the character but it was kind of distracting hearing you know the shopkeeper's voice from Hot Fuzz and Mister Pants <laughs> come out of James Bond's mouth. I'm a maniac. <laughs> I'm slashing prices. <laughs> Gotta watch Hot Fuzz again. I actually got to see the theater recently. what oh, like of those one of those kind of party, I don't know, like like watch party things where they mm, hand nice. out props and everyone yells out lines. Like every time, everyone says for the greater good. Everyone repeating <laughs> in the theater. Like, but back to no. this, <laughs> back to Toy Story of Terror. Um. Yeah, like, as, as they're slowly getting picked off, like, when they're, I love, they just kind of, when they're first in the room, and they look around, and someone's just gone. And then as they go into the basement, and when, it was, ah, very kind of alien predator, uh, raptors from the, lo- you know, Jurassic Park-ish, where they're kind of walking, and the, the people would just kind of disappear with a puff, you know, a puff of dust. And, and it just kept getting more and more intense and building until... It was just Jesse alone, and I think that is where the horror was at its highest. Where you know when Jesse in combat Carl, and then just just Jesse. um, I thought the the horror actually really felt like it was
1: genuine, rather than just kind of a spoof. And then, but of course, that only lasts just a a couple of minutes. And I don't want to just be negative um, too much. So then the transition happens, and like I feel like once I'm able to get over the disappointment the rest is also fun like you know they're the dynamic of the group up there and seeing them interact with with the the new cast like it's it's still fun despite kind of shedding what it was
0: yeah and um and, and i think the the whole plot with the uh the hotel owner you know it, it, it's toy story two again but it's also kind of fun the whole he said uh, mr jones which is just a beautiful character design. The iguana, you know, like a dog and also, you know, occasionally being this terrifying monster.
1: There were moments where I thought they just completely lifted the animation from whatever, like the lizard thing that Obi-Wan rides because like <laughs> it moved exactly like it. It was great.
0: I didn't think that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. just, the the whole thing with, he just puts the, uh, them in the dog food bowl and dings his all proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. And that is just, Combat Carl, like <laughs> he's got a, I mean, you know Carl Weathers, but he's—I love how he just talks it about himself in th- you know third person. Forget about Combat Carl, save yourself. <laughs> it's just my—I think my favorite line is when he's like, you know, uh, when, when he's talking, trying to you know psych up Jesse, you know, say it, and she starts saying, "You're not Combat Carl." <laughs> and another actually pretty intense sequence is when she gets in the box, and I, I do like how they. You know, this is a very Jesse centric short and you know, it's only twenty two minutes so that you really gotta exaggerate her claustrophobia, but I do like they they build off of that from Toy Story 2, having having spent years in the box. Obviously her heroic moment is having to close herself in a box and figure a way out.
1: I was hoping she was gonna kill Bill that box.
0: Dude, I, I really I wrote that down as well. it's like the bride and kill Bill when she's in the coffin. Yeah. Um, like they have this really wide like obviously there's no lenses but it looks like a really wide angle lens like really close, close up in our face
1: it, and the heartbeat um the heartbeat and like that weird thing they do with the, like the the perspective of like pulling it closer it's almost like that uh, that Lord of the Rings Nazgûl effect.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's it's like you know it's very very basic but it is it is actually pretty satisfying. Um you know <laughs> Uh yeah so the the pez lady just vomiting it fast <laughs>
1: that she, probably got the biggest laugh from me that was a that was a good moment
0: so yeah I, I feel like it's by kind of abandoning its central premise and becoming you know it's very generic toy story i love generic toy story but it's still pretty generic in the latter half so feels some, somewhat like a missed opportunity but it's still it's still quite fun and uh <laughs> The cops when they come in <laughs> and they're just talking and then he takes the car, yep, we got a runner. <laughs> just completely deadpan.
1: <laughs> to me the bottom line is just it's it's fun to be in the universe again. And so despite not being blown away you know, it's it's not scary. Or it, I mean, you know, it's not super scary, it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's also just pleasant. You know, it's just nice to be there for a bit. So I still enjoyed it.
0: So like what would you rank it out of five stars, James?
1: Uh, I'd probably go like three point five. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's it's a breezy, fun watch. You know, it's just here's twenty more minutes of this world that you like. So yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. That's, that's right where I am. Um, as far as its reception,
0: uh, it was actually very well received. It has a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes and eighty on Metacritic. Uh, I think uh, TV ratings uh, tend to average a lot higher than film ratings, but it's, it still was pretty well received. I'm not really familiar with just how like uh, like. The how they calculate viewer ratings and all of that, but uh, from what I could gather, it did quite well and it was you know very highly watched on its release. Um, as far as its legacy, I don't think it has one. This is like these two two specials are weirdly forgotten. Like in my you know many years on in various uh you know film forums and you know film groups, I don't know
1: that I've ever heard anyone mention these. I I feel like it's its staying power is within, like, families. Um, Because, you know, me in my, you know, online film mode talking to to whoever I would in whatever various groups I'm in, yeah, this is pretty much absent completely. Um, But it's, you know, you bring up, oh, like, Toy Story of Terror, and, you know, parents are like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that with my kids and blah, blah, blah. And it I feel like it's enjoyed um, among them, more so like that and that makes sense you know because like, it isn't a feature-length film it's not um you know it's 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 expanding on on themes and ideas for some of these characters before but but it's not the new like the full new chapter and so i wouldn't expect a, a particularly heavy online presence um so yeah I, I think the people who are going to enjoy or who are meant to enjoy it you know it kind of has found a, a place among um, just like kids' favorites.
0: Yeah, I wonder why it's not on Disney Plus. I, like I was if wondering you, they put that it on too. there.
1: That's, that's weird.
0: It could make a comeback. That's odd. Uh, so that was our review of Toy Story of Terror. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, again, let us ask you to please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, and subscribe while you're at it. Uh, if you want to like us on Facebook, we're there as Franchise City Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we are on those sites as at and if you want to find our other episodes, you can go to
1: franchisefatiguepodcast.com. And where can people follow you, James? Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd. I'm there as JL Hamry. It's Jail H uh, A M R I. And you can also find the both of us over on Facebook at The Outer Rim, a Star Wars group, uh, right in the middle of a. Uh, clone wars releasing right now so if you really like star wars and you want to talk about it positively and and enjoy all the excitement around the series right now feel free to join us over there
0: and i'm also another box and there's gabriel green and i have a youtube channel called green mario one where i put out these uh movie-based music videos so our next episode is going to be on the other special the toy story that time forgot um and that should probably be out right around the same time as this one
1: so until next time we will see you in the short by
0: globatron's
1: ghost you shall be remembered